I'd like to just say to you that um, I, I'm sensing something from the Holy Spirit. It's actually even deeper than maybe a sensing. It's like uh, a telling. And that is to encourage you to continue. Uh, don't allow anything to stop you from where you have decided to go. Don't let anything stop you because the prize is right in front of you. And those of you who uh, stop or take another direction, you're going to have to start all over again. You don't want to do that. So uh, that's one thing the Holy Spirit is uh, telling me to tell you. I also want to just share with you from uh, the book of Romans, uh, and we're going to share, uh, I told you my really uh, very, very intelligent subject is Romans. You know, uh, nothing catchy. So this is Romans chapter 1, part 2, that I'm going to share with you. I want you to listen carefully. Uh, I don't want, you know, so often when we listen, uh, I learned this many, many years ago when I was a student uh, in the university, that people have three ways in which they listen. They listen uh, uh, selectively. Uh, they, they listen objectively, subject, subjectively, I mean objectively, selectively, or prejudiciously. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much, Sister Martha. You've been, you're my John Schumann. Yeah, my Sister Martha is my John Schumann. Yes, John Schumann is a person I've told you knew my, my sermons better than I did. He would, he would talk to me about things, and I'd say, John, where did you get that? He said, I got it from you. I said, you did? <laughs> when did I say that? Oh, April, such and such a year. Da, 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 such and I said, boy, are you serious? So that, thank you, uh, Sister Martha. Yeah, Sister Martha, in whom God is well pleased with you. God is well pleased with you. Seriously, God is well pleased with you. So, so one of those three, three things, objectively, selectively, or prejudiciously. And I don't want you to listen uh, selectively nor prejudiciously, but just listen to what God has to say to you today. And uh, the, now I want you to also remember, I'm not per se, in and of itself is what that means, I am not the kind of person who backs up from God and tries to give God advice. I have done that in my life. You know, well, I, Lord, I think if we did this way, that, 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 you know, I don't do that. And so what I, I said that to say that um, I don't want you to think because I'm honest with you and tell you some of my deep feelings, my emotions, that I'm always trying to resist God. I don't ever, I, I don't ever try to resist God. Um, uh, Nathan gave me a, a scripture some, uh, maybe a year and a half ago uh, where he was reading in Job and it's become my scripture. I took it from him and it's all mine. And that is David, uh, Job said, he said, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips, and I, I love that, and I, and I, I treasure it. And then he said, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. And so that's my life, and not to boast, that's just my life. And so when I tell you that I didn't want to preach from Romans, I'm telling you because I knew I would stir up trouble. I knew I was gonna stir up some trouble, and I don't want trouble in the house. I don't want to never, ever. And so, but I'm going to stir up some trouble, but I don't want you to listen prejudiciously or selectively. I want you to be like mom and dad told you, taught you all as children, eat everything on your plate. 
All right? Eat everything on your plate. Let's get started. I want to start in um, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. But what we're going to do is look at faith because uh, in Romans he says, uh, the just shall live by faith, right? The just or the righteous shall live by faith. And so what is this faith that we're talking about? It's the conviction of the truth of anything. And so when you're convicted of the truth um, of God, you believe and put your confidence and uh, and all of that in God. Uh, In the New Testament, uh, it is a conviction or a belief respecting man's relationship to God and holy things or divine things, uh, generally with the idea of trust and holy fervor that is born and that is born of faith and then is joined with it. You'll, you'll hear the scripture when he says, uh, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. And so what I'm saying here, it is, um, it is the idea of holy fervor, holy fervor, not just religiosity, holy fervor, born of faith and joined with it. All right? I think that's a great that definition. It's the conviction that God exists God is, and the New King James, and King James says, uh, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. And yes. in the, in the uh, English Standard Version says, he who comes to God must believe that he exists, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so we must believe um, that God, have the conviction that God exists, the belief that God exists, and is the creator and ruler of all things. That's what we as believers must believe. Not that I believe some of the Bible. I believe uh, most of the Bible, but I don't believe all of the Bible. Well, you're an unbeliever. Uh, And that's right. And there are modern Christians who uh, believe some of the things in the Bible. Oh, it's a good book, but... And we're going to address that. And so, um, he is also not only the, the, the creator and the ruler of all things, but the provider and the bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. Eternal salvation. I will not back up on eternal salvation. I will never back up on eternal salvation because that's what God has given us, eternal salvation. And uh, God doesn't have temporary salvation to give us. There's no temporary salvation. To me, temporary salvation is no salvation at all. And salvation, for example, if I were drowning and I couldn't swim, but, but being saved depended on my swimming. No, I'm drowning because I can't swim. And I'm drowning in in, in sin and degradation because I cannot help myself. I need somebody to help me. Thank you, Jesus, for being my helper. All right, so he says here, but it is, he is the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. And conviction, faith is conviction of belief that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is who he says he is. Uh, and through whom we obtain this eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. So this is what I want you to get and not ever let it go. Uh, Don't try to prove to somebody that they can go to hell after Jesus saved them. Don't try to prove to somebody that. Now, now I know I am sort of linked with my brothers who who have the, the idea once saved, always saved. I don't like to say it. I don't believe it like that. Because it gives license to people. And I know I, I rejected this as a young boy because my friends went to a church that says, once saved, always saved. And, uh, 
and they went to that church, and what happened was they lived like the devil. Yeah. And, and uh, really, they lived like the devil, and, and what I did was I rejected good doctrine based on bad practice. Are you all with me? Yes. Yeah, I rejected good doctrine because Jesus is the author of eternal salvation. Of eternal salvation to all who obey him. And then somebody thinks that all who obey him is the caveat. I gotcha. All who obey him. Well, Ezekiel, as I've taught, uh, tells us in, in, in chapter, I think, um, I'm going to say Ezekiel 11 and 36. Uh, Ezekiel te teaches us that God solidifies his salvation by giving us his spirit. And if God gives me his spirit, or since God gives me his spirit, then that means I belong to him. And if he can fail, I can fail. And if I can fail, uh, if I can fail he can fail. And then and the, the issue with that is he cannot fail. God cannot fail. And so let's look at this. As Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I, I love that statement. And now there are those of you who are here who you've never been ashamed. But I have been ashamed. I just didn't want to be uh, identified with those, those holy roller folks, those, those hallelujah Jesus folks. You know, I mean, I, I wanted to be saved, but, I, man, I thought, man, this is embarrassing. The, I, I grew up with people who were in the middle of the store, but say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. What did you say that for? Oh, because there was some ketchup left or something. Come on. <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously, they, they just embarrass you. And some of them, you know, they would even, what we would call cut a rug. You know, they would even dance, you know. And, and I said, this is the public, you know. And so I was ashamed. But, but I'm not ashamed. I like Paul. I'm not ashamed. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Everyone. I'm not ashamed of of the gospel, of the good news of Christ. And so the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ is everything that we need. God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And it's all given to us through Christ. So that means that, that through Jesus, you can get through anything. In, in Jesus, where we sing that, I can do all things through Jesus. And that is the truth. And so if we're not getting through everything or doing all things, it's because we're not Showing confidence in Jesus. That's the whole bottom line. That's the whole bottom line. And so I don't think it's intentional, but sometimes it's out of ignorance or, or selfishness, okay? So he says, uh, to the Jew, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So it's for the Jew first because of priority. Uh, they were the people, group to whom God um, gave his revelation. And, uh, and then he taught us so much about himself through that people group. And so they have first priority in these things. They have first priority in these things or priority in these things. And then he says, regarding that, he says, to the Jew first and then also to the rest of mankind. So it's like you could say safely that the Jews are like our elder brothers. They'll, you know, if you're, if you're not the first, then you've you got an elder somebody, an elder brother, an elder sister. Yeah, if you're not the first. And so the Jews were the first, and I don't have any issue with them being the first. I don't have any issue with having an older brother. I've got two older brothers, and they sure did come in handy at a lot of times. All right, so Jesus is more than that. Verse 17 says, for in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed 
from faith to faith, from faith to faith or from faith for faith. Okay, so we are brought into this amazing relationship, uh, Paul is saying, uh, through faith, but also that we might continue in the faith. Amen. Right, so what brought us forth stays with us. Yes. It's the same way that God brought us forth by his spirit and he stays with us. Amen. And so then he says, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Those who are saved by faith must live by it. So God makes sure that you and I are always in a faith walk. I think somehow it may not have been taught, but it was insinuated that somehow we get so grown that we just, everything is, is easy. No, no, no. When I was uh, working out with Carlos, I told you years ago, I was working out with Carlos, and we were doing, I think it's called a bench press, the one that you lay on your back, and we were doing that, and so he said, uh, he did uh, 250, and then he says, hey, Pastor, Pastor, let's put 100 on that for you. I said, no, 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 no. He said, I don't want you to get hurt. I said, hey, okay, 125. I said, I said, no, more. He said, Pastor, I said, no, I'm not going to try bench press. You did 250, and I'm going to do 125. I said, I don't mind people saying, Carlos, that you're a better man than I am, but they'll never say you're twice the man that I am. So he got 150 over there, and I got it done. So, so that's what we <laughs> So faith. God's going to make sure that you're growing in faith. So you've gotten through one trial. you got another one ahead. He'll give you respite, some rest from it. But there's another one coming, and then there's another one coming until we see him face to face. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Now, let me tell you another thing about faith. In Hebrews eleven six. 6, it says, without faith, we, it is impossible to please God. So without faith, we cannot please God. We cannot free, please God without faith. So you'll always have faith in your walk. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he, he who comes to God must believe that he is, there you go, or he exists. And not only that he exists, but that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. And so there are people who have done very, very well because they said, God, I want you to bless my life. I want you to bless my, my business. I want you to bless my education because I want to do great things. And God does that. Yes. You wonder, well, what, what about them? They're no smarter than I am. Yes, they are. They have faith. <laughs> and so it, where we're going now is God's uh, wrath is on unrighteousness. So I want to talk about God's wrath being on unrighteousness. And so God is angry with sin. So you, you need to write that down and never leave it. God is angry with sin. God doesn't think that you're so cute that he can't be angry with your sin. You know, he loves you, but he's angry with your sin. You know, I never realized that as a child when God, my, my dad spanked me. I, I almost said when God spanked me. But when dad spanked me, he loved me, but he didn't love my deeds. And so he spanked me. And so that I would find a separation place from my deeds. Amen. So he is angry with sin. So when we think about wrath, uh, you don't have to try to sugarcoat it. It means what, it's, what it insinuates. It's anger. It's indignation. And his anger is exhibited in punishment. <laughs> yeah. He, he does not like sin. So it doesn't matter how you have been taught or where you've gone to church or what you did all your life. God hates sin. Sin is the polar opposite of God. 
And so it's used for punishment. Wrath is used for punishment. God's righteousness is unachievable uh, by human efforts. And so we're going to look at, look at what this looks like. So God's righteousness is, uh, is uh, unachievable by human efforts. And what we want to do is find out what is God saying, what is God doing. Yeah. Let's look at Romans 1.18. We, we gave you sort of a summary here of some things that we have said or insinuated, suggested. Um, verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness or that, that ungodliness means a lack of reverence, revering something. You know, when we talk about, um, uh, reverencing God, uh, so often we, we look at, uh, at God as like, okay, I'm, uh, God is this big, bigger than life person, as it were. And uh, we think that sometimes when we, we, we reverence God, we just kind of respect him. And we don't uh, understand that also when you are showing respect for God, there's a, some holy fear there, I think. Yes. There's some holy fear there. And that's not a bad, bad word. Because I don't think that you can properly reverence what you don't fear. I don't mean what you're terrified of. I'm not terrified of God, but I sure know he means what he says. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and those of us who didn't grow up with a dad in the house who meant what he said, you may not understand what I'm saying. But, but when you, you got that man who can roar, and boy, you know what, what every roar means. You know, and it was a good life, and I'm grateful for it because even at my age now, my dad still talks to me. No, no it's not spooky. I don't hear, any, I don't hear him saying, no, so no. <laughs> But his words are still with me. And every one of you here who's had a good dad, a good mother, you can tell me that their words are still with you. Their words are still with you, and they're new and fresh in every situation. Yes, I, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. I saw a hand in the back saying, yeah, it's me. And that's true with me as well. And so this is how we want to live. We want to have this fear of God um, but that the ungodly people had a lack of fear, a lack of reverence. So the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. Now, what does unrighteousness look like? It's, it's injustice. You know, when you don't mind things coming well to you and you get an excused absence, but nobody else can. You know, you know when you get so, you know, myopic, you know, where you can't see far. Or when you're so... In, uh, self-introspective that you're always looking at, at yourself sometime with jaundiced or diseased eyes. You want, you want to guard against that. You want to get guard against that. So he says, God's wrath is revealed against unrighteousness, injustice, deeds that violate the law and justice. He says, God is, uh, how do you say it? The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. So every unrighteous deed is a suppression of truth. So every time you and I act unrighteously, so Paul is writing to the Romans, he's giving them uh, this amazing systematic uh, theo theological lesson. He wants them to understand who God is and what he's done. And so any act of unrighteousness suppresses the truth. Any act of unrighteousness. And so we have to be careful. So it's like it, it has become unrighteousness is what we would call a truth suppressant. You know how you're coughing and you're coughing and you're coughing, you can't stop coughing, and you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a cough suppressant. And you stop coughing. 
And so the, 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 uh, uh, any unrighteous act is a truth suppressant. The verse 9, uh, let, let me read 18 and 19 together. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because they suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them. Like God has written on everybody's conscience, this is bad. Even bad boys knew that that was bad, but we're going to do it anyway. But so God has done that. It's on the conscience. Sometimes we don't want to do something bad and we allow someone to coax us into doing bad. You know, can I just say it just appeared to me just right at my head. I may not say this next time, next service. But sometimes we're married to somebody and they can lead us in an errant way. They can lead us and, you know, I love you. And you'll do wrong because that person you're married to wanted you to do it. I have this, this rule in, in my house and in my family. I don't want my wife to do anything I want her to do that God doesn't say okay. If God says you can you do it. I, I don't want my wife to tell me uh, what I can and cannot do when God tells me to do something. Now, I, now let me get, give you a, a, some, some adjustment there. I don't have harebrained crazy things anymore. You know, so I don't have this crazy thing. So I'm saying when, when the Lord tells me, okay, I want you to set aside some time and be with me, and I know that I know that I know God has done that. You know, now, now I, I don't want my wife to say, you can't do it. And I say, okay, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Are oh, you with me? Is anybody like that? Okay, so, so what I'm saying is, and don't let your husband tell you you cannot have time with the Lord. That is not what we're talking about here. It says, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. Now listen, so how did God show it? By the conscience, by what is inside you. God showed that. You have a conscience. God gave you a conscience. Paul talks about conscience in the sense that the Holy Spirit has become his conscience. And so you and I would always, we would be better when the Holy Spirit is the one speaking to us rather than the person beside us. Now, I'm not negating the effect of the person beside you because God gives you a husband. He gives you a wife, you know, and so you, you are to listen. You're not to be, be one of those cocky, I know it all persons, all right, because that's a person who's headed for trouble. All right. You all with me now? Yes. And are the, are the, are the women with me now? Yes. All right. <laughs> Verse 20. <laughs> Verse 20. For since the creation of the world, Listen, from when? From, for since the creation of the world. Listen, we're going to find another thought. For since the creation of the world, his, God, invisible attributes are clearly seen. Amen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. The positions that men hold against God are indefensible. And there are a lot of, quote-unquote, well-educated people, smarter than anything you ever, ever dreamed of. I mean, they, they can, they're just impressive, but they've become fools. And this is not a message against education. 
I think you ought to get, as somebody says, I think you ought to get all you can and can all you get. So I, I like education. But an education without God is a travesty. Now, now what, what Paul says here is that th- these people are without excuse. They are without excuse. Why? Because one thing the, the psalmist says, it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Amen. And so you've got to know that you came from somewhere. And so great scientists, many quote-unquote great scientists, have said we came from a big bang. Bang! Can you imagine the audacity looking into the universe and think that we just came from a sound, bang, and all of a sudden there was life? That, that doesn't take faith. That takes a great degree of ignorance. I told him I'm gonna make you, I might make some people mad today. But I'm going to pray for you after I finish. So, so, so that's, a, that's a level of stupidity that uh, we cannot defend. You know, so I, uh, I've often said that I don't have uh, really uh, uh, any kind of uh, bad attitude or rancor with Big Bang. Uh, so don't, don't throw me out yet. But I don't. I, I said if, if there were a Big Bang, it was the booming voice of God Amen. saying, let there be. And I believe that. I believe that. Let there be. So they said, well, it was a Big Bang. Well, okay. It was the voice of God. The bang had to come from something. It had to come from somewhere. And it came from the uncreated life. And, and to me, it's such a mystery that I don't get it all. Because everything that I've ever dealt with came from something. But God doesn't come from anything. He is. Yeah. So, so the wrath of God is coming for mankind perverting God's glory. They perverted God's glory. Uh, I want to look at verse 21. So the Gentiles, it deals with the Gentile sin. That means our forebearers, if we are not of Jewish stock, our forebearers. And, and it says something like God gave them up. And he's going to say that three times. God gave them up. That is these people who just did not want God. God gave them up. And that means he abandoned them. He abandoned them. They insisted on their own thoughts. They insisted on his own way. They said, okay, okay, you can have it. I've been working with you. I've been gracious to you. I've loved you. I've protected you. Oh, you can have it. You don't ever want God saying that. You can have it because you're resisting his will. Look at, at uh, verse 21. It's, uh, in verse 20, it says, so that they are without excuse because although they knew God, they knew there was a God. He says initially they knew God. They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became, number one, futile in their thoughts, empty, worthless in their thoughts. They allowed their own thoughts to bring them to worthless and empty conclusions. This is, what, this is mankind, our, our forebears. Uh, they were futile in their thoughts, and, number two, their foolish hearts were darkened, and they became morally senseless. They became, man became morally senseless. This is the truth of God, and in some countries, they don't want you to read Romans, can't teach you out of Romans if you're the church. Now, that is even more senselessness piled upon senselessness, saying we don't want God to speak to us 
directly or even indirectly through you. Listen, this is, this is man, and I'm teaching this because the, the Lord told me to, and I, I was resisting a little bit, not because I was resisting God. I just thought, Lord, I don't know if I can handle all that heavyweight stuff. And then there was a little bit of an intimidation factor. I always tell you the truth about these things. There was a little bit of an in, in, intimidation factor because I'm going to say some things I know may make some people I love very, very much mad at me. There's a little bit of an intimidation factor. Their foolish hearts were darkened, morally senseless. Then professing to be wise, they became fools. So that's what God calls. This is for your information. This is that, that you might be informed by God, and then you will know how to comport yourselves out in, in the public arena. They became fools, and they became fools. It wasn't just a, a neutral thing. They became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible or the immortal God not even liable to decay or, or any wrong into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. They made gods out of the things of their hands. They carved them and said, now you are my God. No. You know, it's like you're the, the, the statue's God. You made them. But no, that you're our God. We'll follow you. Let me pray to you. Crazy. And, and that's what mankind became. But we didn't stop being that way. Man without God is still in the same position. That's, right. that's what I want you to know. And that's what God wants you to know. Because you're going to be confronted more and more with these, these things, uh, these attitudes. Verse 24 says, therefore God also gave them up. There is the first one. God gave them up. So they, they totally resisted God, would not believe the truth of God, even though it was before their eyes. Uh, I've said this to you several times uh, a number of years ago, many, many years ago, maybe a couple of decades ago, I was on a mission trip, happened to be sitting near some engineers who were going to do some projects and uh, going overseas to do some projects. And I heard them say, any good engineer knows, you know, three things, but I only heard two of them. And I pray, uh, they, they talked about purpose and design. They said, every good engineer, we have engineers here, uh, they know purpose and design. And without purpose, you don't need design. And when you look at the universe, it says, all you got is design. So you know there's purpose. And I was praying for about a year, and I asked God, help me, Lord God, help me with that. What uh, is it, that, that, that third thing? And what he said to me, after about a year of praying, about a year of praying, he said, anytime you have purpose and design, you must have intelligence behind it. And so that was the third thing. You have intelligence. And so you can't just have a big bang. You've got intelligence. You have intelligence about that. And so uh, this is what I believe the Lord is saying in this particular message today. He says God gave them up. What did God give them up? To uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. He gave them up. He allowed them to be this way. He allowed them to be this way. Uh, he, 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 as it were, backed off. But his wrath is, is being revealed from heaven through the gospel. Now, notice what he says. These people who exchange the truth of God for the lie. Not just a lie, the lie. The lie. The lie. Remember that. And worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. So they served the, the things he made but refused to honor and acknowledge him and that's what we do when we walk in unrighteousness when we walk in compromise you don't have to be some 
flaming radical out there yelling and screaming like sometimes people are on the news. You see them on the news. They've got some kind of a beef about something in the government or something in the country, and they just act crazy. I know you've seen them. And if you have those attitudes, you repent right there and say, Lord, uh, do I sound like that? That's what you have to do. Because we will be challenged more and more as the days come. And I'm speaking this prophetically. I'm not speaking this just because I've got some passion in me. I'm just saying there are a lot of people that you and I uh, have known. They're going to be just like uh, the Jews, uh, disciples of Jesus in John chapter 6, when Jesus gave them a hard saying and said, if you don't eat the flesh or drink the blood of the Son of Man, he says, you don't have any life in you, blah, blah, blah. He told them those, those things. And then they go, this is a hard saying. And the Bible says they walked away from him and they never walked with him again. This is going to be the challenge for people. And this is why I know the Holy Spirit moved on me very strongly. This is what I want you to teach. I think, I don't want to teach that. You know, for a number of reasons. Yeah, then I'm going to get some guff. I'm going to get some, some feedback. But I don't want to. It's so complicated. You know, I'm fine sitting down on a panel and discussing it, but it's so complicated. So let's talk about, look at the lie. It says, this lie that they uh, laid hold of, they worship the creature rather than the creator. I don't want you, but I want what you've got. The lie. Their creatures can exist. This is the lie. Their creatures can exist independent of God. Their creatures, those things that are made, um, uh, can be self-sufficient and self-directing and then self-fulfilling. That's a lie. That's the lie they told themselves then, and it is the lie that their progeny is telling themselves right now. So look at verse 26. For this reason. Wow, for this reason. Y'all heard the reason. For this reason, God gave them up. <laughs> for this reason, God gave them up. It doesn't matter whether it's your children, your grandchildren, in your family. You have to tell the truth. Whatever God wants, you tell the truth. And this is what the whole church must be challenged to do. Not just CCCF or TFI, but everybody. And so you have to be a, one of those soldiers who help me, uh, who helps me tell the truth. So for this reason, God gave them up or abandoned them to vile passions. God gave them up. Say, oh, okay, you insist I have done everything to get you to do right. I have placed everything in front of you, but you still don't want to do right. I've shown you through creation. I've shown you by my spirit. You still don't want to do right. It says, now this is what happened. God gave them up. And when he gave them up, they started to do what was in them. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. This is what God is saying. God is saying, this is the result of people rejecting him and choosing the lie. So it does not mean if, you're, if your child says, uh, I'm, you know, born a girl, says, I'm a boy. This is what I didn't want to get into. Lord, Lord Jesus, you know I'm going to be in trouble, Lord. I don't like trouble, Jesus. He said, you do it. I said, yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the first thing somebody wants to do is throw a, a, a slur at me and say, you're a homophobe. I'm not a homophobic. I'm Christian. I'm a God lover and a God believer. 
And I will say whatever my master, my God, my, my Savior tells me to say. He says, because of this pushing God out, that's how the bad stuff came. Vile passions, ungodly passions. For even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men. So we're not picking on women. Likewise, the men. Leaving the natural use of the woman, burning the lust of one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Now, don't ever defend it. Even if you did wrong in your life, in your past, you've done wrong. Don't defend it. You don't have to talk about it. Just don't defend it. When you're alone with God, tell God, God, I, I, I messed up. I, I was crazy like everybody else in the world, but I was crazy. But I was without excuse because I saw that there was a real God and, and I didn't have to get angry with you because somebody hurt me. Everybody in this world has been hurt. And everybody in this world has hurt somebody. So that's no excuse. Wow, it's no excuse. Now listen to what he said. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over, gave them up, gave them over to a debased mind, a mind that God disapproves of. God gave them over. And so this is where we are in uh, this year, 2023, and we'll be there in 2024 and 2025 and 2026 if Jesus tarries. This is where we are. This is, this is what society has become. And in some countries, they will jail you for doing what I've done. Yes. What are you going to do? How are you going to comport yourself? They did not like to retain God in their knowledge, so God gave them over to a debased mind, a mind that God disapproves of, to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteous, being filled with all unrighteousness, being filled with all unrighteousness. What, is that? what does he mean? Sexual immorality, sexual immorality, wickedness, which is unrighteousness, covetousness of wanting something that's not yours, and maliciousness, just evil and anger and with intent, full of envy. Now, Paul enumerates these, and, and I've enumerated them. I think there are 22 of them. These are the things that people are, are depicting, showing, acting out when they reject God. So I want us to redouble our efforts and say to our children, don't go in that direction. And just because your child is cute, you don't let them go in that direction. Well, I don't want to hurt them. They're already hurting. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I like to talk, tell people that when I had surgery on both of my knees, uh, the doctor cut me open. He hurt me, but he sure did help me. I mean, I can run, I can jump. I, I, then I had my, my, my hips cut on too. Bone on bone, knees and hips. Cut my, on my hips. And boy, I could, I, after one year after I had those four surgeries, I ran a 5K. Yeah. And didn't just run it. I came in first. Even though I was the only one in my age group. <laughs> but if I had been in the lower age group, I would have come in third. My time was that good. I'm just saying, don't worry about Telling your children the truth. Tell them the truth. Now listen to what he says. Let me read those again. Sexual, uh, this is being filled with unrighteousness. This is what the Bible, God, calls unrighteous. Sexual immorality. That is, you're just doing your own thing sexually. 
uh, wickedness, unrighteousness, that's what it means, covetousness, maliciousness, evil, mean, full of envy, always wanting what's not yours, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. I've known some guys when I was younger, just evil-minded. They were always trying to get in trouble. Hey, man, let's go, let's go knock out windows. What? Don't you know my daddy would kill me? I'm so glad I had a good dad. He would kill me. No, no, and I'll still be alive for a killing the next day. No, he would kill me. And so, but they were, they were evil-minded. It says they are whisper, whisperers, whisperers, always. I'm not done. I'm coming, I'm coming to a close. Backbiters, talking behind somebody's back. Haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. Not, not, this one got me. We're so mad. Mankind's so bad. He's now inventing evil. This is happening all around. And can I tell you, what, this is my kelastima moment, you know. My kelastima moment is that I find that some Christians support bad deeds out there in the public if they agree with their philosophy. Yeah. They do. They, I have seen it. And, man, I, I cry. And I fast and pray for you. When I hear those kinds of things, you agree with that evil? That's from an evil mind. Come on, God loves righteousness. And we have to show righteousness or we're going to fall away. And we're going to prove that we were never really a part of the body. But you can be a part of the body. No, but you can be. That's not inevitable, that statement. You can be. All you have to do is submit yourself to the Lord. And so, yes, go ahead. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let, 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 me, let me say something else, okay? I'm almost done, so I'm going to take a, about three or four more minutes. Okay, inventors of evil things. Disobedient to parents. So your child isn't cute when they disobey you. Don't let them disobey you because that's the seed of the rebellion. And if you have been a parent, you let them disobey you, and then after a while they slapped you, and you were surprised. No, deal with them. You have not done wrong. Yeah, you're not, you're not done wrong. Uh, undiscerning, undiscerning, just can't determine what is right and what's wrong anymore. Untrustworthy, unloving, look, all these uns. Unforgiving, unmerciful. Now listen to what he says, that's the, the, the 22nd one. He says, now, this is what Paul says. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So you and I are to stand as a sign from God against all of this. Never agree with the unrighteous people, even if they're part of your family, your extended family. Now listen, the devil is so deceived people that they are partying and living depraved lives, thinking they're having fun, but are on their way to hell eternal punishment and they don't know it for the deception now sister Stephanie and those of you who are behind me I'm going to read from the message Bible I'm going to I'm going to sum up I'm going to read everything I just shared with you I'm so sorry from the message Bible all right 
says, but God's angry displeasure erupts as acts of human mistrust and wrongdoing and lying accumulate. As people try to put a shroud over the truth, lying accumulates as people try to put a shroud over truth. But the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes and there it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes as such can't see. Eternal power, for instance, and the mystery of his divine being. So nobody has a good excuse. What happened was this. People knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all, but were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. So God said, in effect, if that's what you want, that's what you get. It wasn't long before they were living in a pig pen, smeared with filth, filthy inside and out. And all this because they traded the true God for a fake God and worshipped the, the God they made instead of the God who made them. The God we bless, the God who blesses us. Oh, yes. He says, worse followed. Refusing to know God, they soon didn't know how to be human either. Women didn't know how to be women. Men didn't know how to be men. Sexually confused. They abused and defiled one another, women with women and men with men. All lust, no love. And then they paid for it. Oh, how they paid for it. Emptied of God and love, godless and loveless wretches. Oh, and they paid for it. Oh, how they paid for it. Emptied of God and love, godless and loveless wretches. Since they didn't bother to acknowledge God, God quit bothering them and let them run loose. And then all hell broke loose, rampant evil, grabbing and grasping, vicious, backstabbing. They made life hell on earth with their envy, wanton killing, bickering, and cheating. And we see that with Vladimir Putin and others. Look at them, mean-spirited, venomous, fork-tongued God-bashers, bullies, swaggers, insufferable windbags. They keep inventing new ways of wrecking lives. They ditch their parents when they get in the way. Stupid, slimy, cruel, cold-blooded. And it's not as if they don't know better. They know perfectly well they're spitting in God's face and they don't care. Worse, they hand out prizes to those who do the worst things best. God is kind, but not soft. I'm going to read a little bit in, 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 in chapter 2. Uh, let's go to chapter 2, maybe a, a couple of verses. It says, those people are on a dark spiral downward. But if you think that leaves you on the high ground, where you can point your finger at others, think again. Now, let me read that again. Those people are on a dark spiral downward. But if you think that leaves you on the high ground where you can point your fingers at others, think again. Every time you criticize someone, you condemn yourself. It takes one to know one. Judgmental criticism of others is a well-known way of escaping detection in your own crimes and misdemeanors. But God isn't so easily diverted. He sees right through all such smoke screens and holds you to what you have done. 
So I want, I want to say thank you. And I want to say that the Lord wants you to know the truth because you are the people of the truth. If you have issues with what I've said, you don't have issues with me. You have issues with God. Because I have elaborated precious little. But everything I got, I got from the word of God. This is what God is saying. This is what I believe. I believe somebody's watching me online and they've been putting up with sin in the camp that is in their family. And I believe that some of us here have been put up with, have been putting up with sin. Somebody, I don't know who you are, God didn't divulge that, but been putting up with that. Your child comes to you and say, I, I don't feel like I'm a boy anymore. That's all right, baby. Your 12-year-old has the right to choose. No, that's wrong. God said it's wrong. And so being a God man, I said it's wrong because my daddy, God said it's wrong. And I will not back down. Every one of us as a believer who has a different view is opposing God, not just me. You're opposing God. Now, why does God want this done? Because the world is going deeper and deeper into the abyss. and doesn't know how to get out. And there are some of us who name the name of Christ who are suppressing the truth of God by not saying anything when we should have, but also being finger pointers. We're not to be finger pointers and bashing people and hurting people. I said to a young man who many, a couple of decades or so ago, maybe even three, came to this church and I knew he was homosexual in practicing. But I loved him and I never even mentioned it. I loved him. And I loved him. And then when I realized that he was, I still loved him. And I told him the truth of God regularly. And one day, he was in a city in downtown against uh, one of the city councilmen who had come out against this at Bayfest or something like that. And he looked at me and he had a picture on a t-shirt with two men kissing. And I called his name and I said, you shouldn't do that. I said, I'm a heterosexual. That's how God made me. That's how God made all of us. Then I said, I would never even put a, wear a t-shirt with a man and a woman kissing like that. I said, because that's not proper. And I looked at him and I said, so-and-so, you know that I love you. And he said, I know, Pastor. I'm saying to everybody who's wrong today in this house and online, you know God loves you. God hates your sin. Let's walk this thing out as true soldiers of the cross of Jesus Christ, knowing that he saved us by the blood of his son. Let's respond properly. Don't take on the ways of the world. We have taken on the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. I'm going to come back and ask you if there's anybody who wants to be saved. I'm going to come back and ask you that in just a moment. And those of you who are online, I'm gonna ask you as well. Thank you so much.